On today's show, we give our first impressions of Disney Genie. This is WRWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 126. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW.com, the Disney World Planning website. And today we're going to talk about Disney Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, Individual Ride Selection. These names are terrible. I didn't name them. I apologize. It might be a little confusing. Uh, we did an earlier episode where we went over all of that stuff and the difference between all the names and whatnot. So if you're confused, I suggest you go back and listen to that one first and then come back to this. Today, I'm going to talk to Kurt, who is... Tech nasty. <laughs> who doesn't know anything about anything. So I'm no. going to try, if I can get him to understand Disney Genie, there's hope for the rest of us. I wouldn't hold your breath. Okay. Well, we're going to try. Okay. So what? <laughs> so Disney What Genie, are we talking about? So Disney Genie just launched. Um, so I'd love to talk about thoughts on the free service, Genie, the paid service, Genie Plus, and individual ride selections. Just kind of first impressions. What does it do? <laughs> it does a lot of stuff. Just tell me what it does. Do you need to go back and listen to the other episode as well? <sighs> So, Genie, so it's all part of my Disney experience. And I think this, in my opinion, is mistake number one, is giving it a separate name, even though it's in the My Disney Experience app. It's not its own app. Like, if you search Disney Genie in the App Store, that's not its own app. It's in My but Disney it's Experience. An experience? It's an experience. It's a part of My Disney Experience. I work at tech. If I hear the word experience one more time, I'm going to scream. <sighs> You're going to hear the word plus a lot like we had plus oh. everything and you're gonna hear experience a lot uh. i'm sorry so it's a part of my disney experience let's start with genie and thoughts on genie so what genie does i was playing around with it it launched the other day what genie does is it takes your day and whatever parks you're going to and you can input like what you've already planned, also things that you're interested in. So it asks you a whole bunch of questions like what are your interests? What rides are your priorities? What kind of food are you interested in? Are there any restaurants you're interested in? So it gets all of that information and then it puts together your day. So it'll have stuff you already have planned and stuff that you they think you might be interested in doing. So I think my initial thought on this was this is great if you are not a park pro, which I, you know I'm assuming is the majority of people who go to Disney World. All right, hold on. Does this cost me anything? Not no. This part is free. All right, so I got the My Disney Experience app. Mm -hmm. Genie is just in there. I could just use it. Yep. It makes me take a quiz. Yeah, it's not a quiz. They just ask you a few questions. In it's the got beginning. some preferences. Yeah, it'll say, "Hey, pick eight rides, or up to eight. You don't have to pick eight, but pick up to eight rides that you are. These are ones you're interested in. These are ones you want to experience. Pick a few restaurants that you're interested in, and then it'll be like, you know, what are your other interests? And it'll have a list of things: princesses, Mickey and friends, Star Wars. So you know, a whole bunch of stuff like that. So it asks for preferences, and then to it'll start out, barf out, and then it barfs stuff out. A itinerary for my day. Not so much an itinerary, but suggestions. So let's just get weak by the second. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> um, so this this is just the the beginning of Genie. Um, so I I actually liked that for newbies. 
Um, I don't know that like I personally will be using Genie. I don't you're, need you're somebody too cool to suggest. To use Genie. Well, I just it's you're be- like who are you I talking to trying to tell me what to do? <laughs> I I already know that if I like princesses, that you know a princess meal might be for and me. And then like, here I comes Disney Genie, just telling you what you should do instead. If you've never been, I think this can be useful. If you are new to the parks. This could be maybe you don't know about certain experiences. And what's nice is you can do all of this stuff well in advance. So, you know, months ahead of time, as soon as you've booked everything, you can put in these preferences and it'll suggest stuff. So it might suggest a restaurant based on your preferences and you might say, hmm, okay, and then look into it and decide it's something you want to book. So I appreciate that. I That I think is a nice feature. Um, Have you just tried? Can you just play with this now? Have you tried it? I can play with it now. Now, there are some, if if you don't have a park reservation, if you don't have valid tickets or a park reservation, you can't play around with it. So I'm able to play around with it because I have park reservations. I have an annual pass. So and I, what did you think of the itinerary it gave you? Uh, it didn't give an itinerary. It gave suggestions. So I just, I I put some stuff that I liked and it, was like, you might like Skipper Canteen, which I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I do like Skipper Canteen. So it makes suggestions. Um, it's nothing super concrete. So again, I think this is more, I thought it was good, but I think it's good if you are a newbie to Disney. If you've been before, if you're familiar with rides and restaurants, I don't really see this part of Genie being super helpful. The so that's the first part. to maximize... Your vacation experience when you go to Disney World for the first time. You don't know if that's going to be your first and last time when you're going for the first time. And so, like, that pressure to maximize it, get the most out of the your vacation is real. It is real. And so I think this app is, in the this feature, is probably realistically really useful for a lot of people to experience things they may not have otherwise tried. Agreed. Yes, okay. that's what I thought was a real plus. I think a lot of the negative things that maybe like if you're tuned into the Disney community, it's because they don't need these suggestions. So the very basic part of Genie isn't helpful for those people, for that group of people, because they don't need them to, you know, they don't need the app to suggest certain rides or certain restaurants. So that part isn't helpful. But that so that's just part one of Genie. Um the other part is when you're actually in the park, it'll show you, you can look at current wait times, which is really like it's just a list of wait times, but it also has uh, lightning lane availability. So if you've paid for the upgrade to skip the lines, How it'll much? show you uh, $15 per ticket per day. Yeah, so... Just to access a list of wait times? No, 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 no. No, no, no. This is for Lightning Lane. To access the list... That's free, to access the list of wait times. This is all part of the free Genie, but it gives you an overview of everything. So it'll give you wait times, but it'll also give you windows. So let's say you paid for the upgrade. It'll say, hey, the next available window. Like, it's just a very easy-to-see list. So you can see, okay, the standby wait time is 30 minutes that there's an open lightning lane available right now. So like you can look at it and just very quickly and easily see what the times are for the rides. It's like a better fast pass. Yeah, it's it's similar to Max Pass just a little more confused. Like 
I think one of my big criticisms, there are a lot of positives, but I also have several criticisms. One of my biggest criticisms is they made this as complicated as possible. I mean, just absolutely so complicated that we're doing a podcast episode and five minutes in, I'm already like, this is too confusing. (laughs) People aren't going to understand it. That's one of my big, big criticisms because Universal does a skip the weight pass, but it's just flat fee. You skip the weight. You know, there are two options. One is you can skip the weight on any ride one time. The other is you can skip the weight on any ride as many times as you like. Let's not introduce new ride systems here. I'm just saying that Universal has done it in a very simple and easy way, and Disney has made it very confusing. So that's that's one of my criticisms. Oh, jeez, Rick. So um, being able to see easily see wait times and Genie, and I think – I think the reason they have not only wait times, but the lightning lane availability showing right there is people are probably going to be more willing to just pay for the upgrade because you can buy the upgrade in the app. So if you see, ooh, that wait time is an hour, but there's a lightning lane availability in 15 minutes, maybe I'll just pay that $15 upgrade. If I'm trying to maximize you know? my vacation, I can't be wasted time in line. It needs to be ride, ride, ride. <laughs> okay, see, and that's why they're like, you're going to look at the app, you're going to glance, because they make it, that part they make very easy. So you glance, you want to glance at rides. So like, what has a low wait time? You glance at it. You say, oh, I really want to do this ride. The wait time's over an hour, but there's a lightning lane available in, you know, 20 minutes. So maybe I should just click this button and pay for that upgrade so I can get that lightning lane availability to skip the lines. So I, I suspect Apple Pay. That's why they do that. <laughs> well, uh, it's through the, whatever credit card you have on file in your, right, so no in Apple your Pay. account. No. Well, actually, I think they do do Apple Pay. Oh, I that's very the, dangerous. Yeah, yes. Now that I think Too about convenient. it, convenient. Now that I think about it, the app does do Apple Pay. All right. How about um, Dogecoin? <laughs> no, we're not there yet. Okay. We're not. Give it a few months. So I, I like that. Um, one of my favorite features is they also show restaurants. So previously with restaurants, you'd have to you'd have to do a little more searching and toggling back and forth with restaurants. In Genie, you can see all the restaurants in the park you're at, whether it's quick service or sit down, and it'll show you every it'll show you the next um, mobile order pickup window if it's a quick service. It'll show you if there are any reservations available if it's a sit down. They'll show you if you're able to walk up. So if it's a sit-down restaurant and there's walk-up availability, it'll say, yep, you can walk up right now. So I like that um, as somebody who has three children and one husband who get very hangry. I like being able I to, would never. <laughs> to very quickly. Ridiculous. I like being able to very quickly and easily find restaurant availability, whether it's quick service or sit-down. It shows you everything. It's very easy. You can see it all, right? You just scroll very quickly through and see what's available. So that I like, and that's all part of the free stuff. Are you with me so far? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, and and it will sort it, like, let's say you were like, oh, big priority for me at Magic Kingdom is Big Thunder Mountain. I know you love Big Thunder Mountain. So you put that as one of Guilty your preferred rides. You put that as one of your preferred rides, it'll show that like the top of your ride list as well. So you can easily see wait times on your favorite rides or rides that you have your heart set on. So I think that all is very good um, as far as like it being somewhat intuitive and easy to set up. Like I set mine up very quickly. It was very easy. Hold on. Uh Uh-huh. 
You've left an important part out. Oh, have I? What did I leave out? I was I was cruising the Reddit, and I saw someone oh, no. was like, "Oh, Reddit. look at this! I could just get on Ratatouille right now for nine bucks." What is this devilry? I'm getting there. We're we're starting with the free stuff before we get to the paid stuff. <laughs> uh, it's all fun and games. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't cost anything. Oh, it doesn't cost anything. Just give you nuts. You know, tell you what to do. Try some new things. You want to try some new things with your body, Walt? Oh wow. Oh <laughs> uh, what? Oh hold on. I gotta pay fifteen dollars per day per ticket. Oh, you want white ride Ratatouille? Now I gotta pay nine bucks. Listen. Just to get on it. You sit on a throne of lies. Listen. Listen. My goal is to do as much as possible without paying for it. So I I think you can definitely do it without paying. It just takes a little more planning. So if if you are interested in paying, it's $15 per ticket per day. If you don't want to pay that, you can do everything without paying that. You don't have to pay a dime. And yeah, you're just going to stand around in the hot sun waiting to get on Small I- World. <laughs> Uh, the queue for Small World is inside. Okay, so... you're gonna stand around in the hot sun waiting to get on Pirates. Well, no, nope, that's that's covered, and then moves inside. No. Anyway, anyway, oh, it's so hot. All right, I think you're being dramatic. <laughs> Am I? Yes. All right, fun. You are. So I think that just the the genie is it's good to give you a plan. Um, you can see all of your favorites, the must-dos, your top picks. It gives you an easy view of all that stuff. It shows you availability, restaurants, rides. I like all that. The things that I don't like about it is um, previously – when you opened my Disney experience and just clicked on my plans, it showed everything. Your resort, like just in a list. Here's your resort. Here's where you're going to be on this day. Here's your restaurant reservations. Now with Genie, you have to go in and manually enter which park you're going to be on and which day, even if you already, well, you you have to already have a park reservation. So why would Genie not know that? That's the thing that I'm like, well, this is kind of silly. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! You know, like... If everything is linked to my account already, I have valid, I bought valid tickets. I linked them to my account. Then I went in and I made a park reservation. So, and that's linked to my account. In software, they call this a regression. Oh, yes. Yes. 100%. Because then I have functionality. Yeah. Because then I have to go into the calendar and pick the days that I'm going to be in the park. And then it'll say which, um, which park are you going to? And so I'll have to pay, even though I already have a park reservation. So why would it not just automatically know on this date I'm going to be at this park? It should already know that. That's the thing that I'm like, this is silly. And especially if you're yeah, going have, for like a we week. Two, we have the information in a database. Please go look it up. Well, and what's silly is if in if this is all in my Disney experience you know, Genie is in my Disney experience. So, you know, in the app, I can already see what my park reservations are. So why would it not also be in the Genie function of the app? Because they haven't written that yet. I'm hoping that this, like a lot of this, like the little things that kind of bugged me about it, I'm hoping will be fixed. And that was one of them where I was like, what if I'm going to be at the parks for a week? And do, do I have to like write down which park I'm going to be on a which date and then manually enter all of that? Yes. Right now, that's how you have to do it. So hopefully that'll be fixed Since soon. the 
I don't know the specifics of it, but since that Disney app has to work across so many devices, and the way it doesn't feel very snappy, I'm guessing that what the Disney app really is is like a website in a mobile view. It's called a progressive web app. You think? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's what we're looking at. Oh, I don't know. If, yeah. you, if you played with it, you might have to play with it and give us your thoughts later. I have played with it, and it's a little chunky. It is a little chunky. It's not snappy. Yeah, no. And I think it's because you're actually, you're looking at a website inside Interesting. an that, app. That's that, my theory. That could be. That could be. I'm sure um, there's like a Disney software engineer somewhere who's like, oh, screw this guy. <laughs> um, now, if you do want to see... Like the old version where, like, if you're familiar with My Disney Experience and you want to see my plans, you can still search for that function. It's still in the app, but you have to manually search for it. So go to the search bar and type in my plans. And then you'll be able to just see the list of, like, here's your park on this day. Here's your restaurant reservation. And so that might make it a little bit easier. So that was one thing that kind of bugged me about it. But overall, I think for people who aren't as familiar with the parks, this is a win. I think it's positive. I think people will like it. So this is just the free part. And so far, I think it's good. Thoughts, questions, concerns? I sometimes just like keeping the app on my phone and looking at wait times. Me too. I'll just be like at work. Like, I wonder <laughs> like if I could just get on Big Thunder right now. Mm-hmm. How long would that take? <laughs> oh, look at that. 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. I better do it. Yeah, you better get over there. Yeah. You better get over there. And then the guy in the stall next to me flushes. And I'm like, oh, uh, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the other thing I don't understand with the app, you can do everything on that. You can order food. You can make reservations. That's you can pick your rides. also probably part of why it's so janky. Maybe. It's got to do everything. You know the one thing you can't do, which I think is absolutely ludicrous? You can't make park reservations on the app. You can do everything everything ridiculous. else what were they thinking everything else except for park and like if you hit the button being like park reservations it just moves you over to the website so it just opens up your web browser on your phone so that's a misstep but other than that i think i think it's a positive and i think people who are not as familiar with the parks will appreciate it and will like the suggestions and uh will get a lot of use so of the free version. Have you, do you have any experience with the the paying for the the Lightning Lane like Super Plus Plus Plus? <laughs> so not me personally. I'm not obviously as as what you know. What are these prices? I'm not in the parks right What's now. What's it going to cost me to ride Rise of the Resistance <laughs> right now? Do they have Uber surge pricing? They okay. So pricing does vary. Oh, they got surge pricing. They do. Yeah. You devils. So I have. I got peoples. I got peoples who are in the park right now. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got ears. I've got spies. On the inside. Not really. I just have people in the parks right now. So, I have little birds. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about just Genie Plus. Okay. And so this is the paid portion of the service. So think it's similar to FastPass, which previously was free. I'd say it's way closer to MaxPass. Do you remember MaxPass when we were at Disneyland? Not in the slightest. No, you know and why? I've been to Disneyland twice because I was the one who did Max Pass. When yeah, you... I just follow you around. Yeah. You're like mom yeah. power walking everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. I move really quickly in the parks. All right, so it's fifteen dollars per ticket per day. If you buy it ahead of time, like if you're purchasing your tickets and you buy it ahead of time, you have to buy it for the entirety of your. So if you've got five tickets, you have to buy it for five days. If you want just single days here or there you can buy it the morning of 
starting at 7 a.m. You can just purchase if you only same want price? it. Same price. Oh, right. So if you only want it for Magic if they wanted Kingdom, to, they could really charge you more day of. Shh. Oh, my gosh. Why yeah. are you even suggesting such a thing? Don't give them ideas. I, I don't see why, Shh. given the other things they've done, why they wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, only one of those was intentional, but I stand by both. <laughs> I I think part of it is because like annual pass holders, I can't buy it ahead of time. There's no option for pass holders. I'm forced to buy it day of. So you're looking at like a huge group of people who don't have the option to prepay at a discount. So that could be part of it. I don't know if that's going to change in the future, giving pass holders an option to buy in advance, prepay for like a bulk amount of of Genie Plus. Or but... you let the annual pass people buy day of at the discounted rate. But regular ticket holders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's also an idea. So um... It's a feature, not a bug, if you call it a perk <laughs> I see. of the annual pass. I see. <laughs> um, so I think, I go back and forth on my feelings on Genie Plus based on what I've seen so far and um, the reactions that I'm getting from people. I think there are times when it will be incredibly useful. And there are times when it's like, save your money, spend that $15 per ticket elsewhere. And so I think it would be useful on busy days. So like holidays, um, weekends, if there's any sort of big event going on, like, you know, like the princess run or whatever. But the if it's like crowded. Christmas day, when that park is bonkers insane. Buy, spend the money. Yeah. But I wonder what they're going to charge. Is it going to be like, so, oh, you want a wide ratatouille? 80 bucks. <laughs> Make okay. the checkout to Bob Chapik. That's di- that's different. That's individual ride selection. We're still just on Genie Plus. Genie Plus is flat. It's a flat rate. Okay. It's a flat rate. So, And it's what? $400 per hour? $15 uh-huh. per ticket per day. So... You know, if you're going to be there on Christmas, I'd 100% say spring for for Genie Plus on, you know, a day like Christmas or any time that the parks are are just like overwhelmingly busy, um, spring for it then. Anytime you just don't want to get like shoulder to sweaty shoulder (laughs) with people. There's, you're probably going to be shoulder to shoulder with sweaty people at one point or another on a Disney World trip. I hate to say it, but... (laughs) There's no amount of money and you I'm can I'm going to be that sweaty guy. You will be that guy that everyone's like, ugh. Tech nasty. I think uh, it's also useful if you're looking to get maybe like a later start on the day. Because you can, like if you're just in your resort room and you purchase Genie Plus, you can start selecting rides before you get into the park. So if you're at a Disney resort, you can buy it. You can select rides ahead of time. And then there's a two-hour window after the park opens before you can select your other rides. So that's another perk is you are able to double up on the rides if you do it that way. So you can get a later start, sleep in a little bit, but know that you have some Lightning Lane selections waiting for you when you get up and get to the park. So I think that's when it works. Um, I think if in general you're looking for maybe a little less um, like strategic planning throughout your day. Maybe a, a little more stress-free trip. Money is a tool to buy back your time. Yeah, and that's that's what it is. That's what is happening here. Because I I personally don't mind, you know, looking at wait times and then kind of analyzing, knowing that, like, these tend to be the busier rides. This tends to be a little bit slower. I'm going to go here, here, and then here. 
and like analyzing it in my head and then creating, a, you know, altering a plan on the fly. I don't mind doing that. Other people don't want to do that. They don't want to do the research ahead of time. They don't want to have to like stop and think about it and strategically plan stuff. So I think that's where Genie Plus can be helpful. Um, and I think at parks like Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, I don't know that I'd recommend it for Epcot or Animal Kingdom so much. I just think it's you're getting less value at those parks. Um, so yeah, slow park days, Epcot Animal Kingdom days. Um, if it's just not in your budget, you can definitely work around it. I wouldn't spend the money if it's if you're like, ooh, this is gonna put me over budget. Well, especially if you're going with kids, because it's fifteen dollars per day per ticket, right? Yeah. And yep. then, you know, times five. Yeah. And if I go for four days. Well, sounds like we better do the math, my friend. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Because that's the other thing. The more people in your group, the less budget friendly this becomes. When I travel alone, I know I, I will entirely be like, this is so worth it. But for, when we yeah, go as a family, as a fa- we're a it's family a different story. Yeah. So it's $75 per day. Oof. And when we typically go, it's four days. We go four to five days. Yeah. Yeah. So in four days, it's 300 bucks. Or that's a couple lightsabers, my man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and on top of that, Genie Plus does not include every single ride. Here's where we're getting to that you keep bringing up Ratatouille. There are a few rides that are not included in Genie Plus. Excuse me? I know, I know. Uh, so those rides are individual Lightning Lane selections, individual ride selections. I don't know why no, they don't have their own That just rolls name. off the tongue. Doesn't it? it individual it's... lightning lane selections they... are available at an additional fee. Yes. Wow, you you did that really well. Ooh-wee. I don't know why they don't have a name for these particular rides. Uh, they don't. So the rides, there are two rides at each park that you can pay individual prices for to go on just these rides. So at Magic Kingdom... Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and Space Mountain. Epcot, it's Ratatouille and Frozen Ever After. Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance and confusingly Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I don't know why this one's on there. We That was like walk-on, wasn't it? We yeah. Pretty much, we walked on that repeatedly. Typically, it's like a 30-minute max. You know, maybe... They're just like really banking on people finally showing up for it. Because it's awesome. I love that ride, but they really... They can move people through there because it's... How many people fit in a ride car and they do so many ride cars all at once? You know, because you're in a train on that ride. All right, so hold it, on. The capacity is huge. How much does this crap cost? So it depends. Um there's no set price. It's anywhere from seven to fifteen dollars per ride. So the most they've ever charged is fifteen. Yeah, well, you're a hundred percent on this. Yes, I mean that doesn't mean it won't change. Don't, the minimum is seven. Don't like, you know, quote me when they raise the price to twenty. But yeah, I've seen screenshots. Yeah, and I've I've not seen anything at seven. I've seen nine dollars, and I've seen up to twelve. Uh. So at Animal Kingdom, the rides are Flight of Passage and Everest. And I want to say somebody said today Everest was seven. Uh, Everest is another one that surprises me. Really, several of these surprise me. Um, You know, Space Mountain, the weight can get up there. But I don't know. I've walked onto Space Mountain enough times that I'm like, "Mm, I wouldn't. I just would not pay for it. I would not pay for Space Mountain. I think Remy 
while I like that ride a lot, I think it's very cute. I don't think it's going to hold the interest of people paying for it. It's because it's I think new and different right now. People are excited. Blow chunks. I think so too. Ew. It made me dizzy and I don't really get um, motion sickness on rides. So it made me dizzy. The only time I ride, <laughs> I was like, all right, I may upchuck here. We're in danger. Like red alert, my friends was on star tours. Yeah. I was on Star Tours. You were the the spy. And I was oh, like, okay. oh, boy, I love Star Wars. And this was before Galaxy's Edge Kit was open right. at Disney World. <laughs> I was like, oh, boy, I love Star Wars. This is the best Star Wars ride I've ever ride. Oh, my. And my wife is featured as the spy. Oh, my gosh. This is quite the experience. <laughs> and I had my 3D glasses on. It's a motion simulator from like 30 years ago. How bad could it be, right? Riding this thing. Like, we finished the opening scene. I'm like, I don't feel so hot. <laughs> like, uh-oh. I don't feel so good. And then, you know, the real danger, like halfway through, like I start closing one eye because I know it'll break the 3D effect, mm-hmm. hoping that will fix it. But this thing's so violent and I waited too long. It's too late. Oh, right. No. And this ride's not that long. So I start salivating, you know, <laughs> Whether you start like really, Gross. <laughs> you're like, suddenly you're like Pavl- Pavlov's dog. And I knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh boy. All right, all right, do something here. So I was just like trying to squint through the nausea. And then thankfully I was able to hold it together and chew back. Oh, gross. <laughs> and the ride ended and I got off and I was able to walk it off. But come on, like in another two years, this doesn't get easier. Yeah, as you get old. Yeah, I so, sometimes space tours makes me dizzy. I was nervous. So. I was nervous about Flight of Passage. That one was fine. But if you say Ratatouille made you dizzy, I don't think I'd do it. I'm not going to risk it. I know. For like what's really essentially a glorified 4D motion simulator ride. Yeah, yeah. It's very cute. But but yes, if you have any sort of motion sickness, I very, very rarely do I feel dizzy or, or anything on rides. Star Tours, every once in a while, will do it. But it's not bad enough. I love that ride. So it's not bad enough where I skip it. But this one, I was very dizzy when I got off of it. And I don't ever experience that. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> and it's like you're you're like in a, um, it's a dark ride and it's a, what do they call those? Like the free. It's a trackless. Trackless. Trackless vehicle. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be the one who like has to pay the cle- the Uber cleanup fee <laughs> because he threw up like Mickey pretzel and cheese in the back. Gross. Gross. <laughs> in the back of a trackless vehicle. Yeah, don't be that guy. Don't this be that guy. Modern electric vehicle technology. I don't want to throw up in it. I you know, and we don't want you to. All right. How many times can I make vomit jokes on your show? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, so some of these surprise me. I think looking at this list, I would maybe pay for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Rise of the Resistance, Flight so of Passage, my maybe, had, maybe. My memories of Magic Kingdom all involve standing in a line in the sun for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Because it's always like the full queue. Eh, not always. And that's another reason why I won't, I'm like, eh, about paying for it. Because it's not always like that. It really isn't. I would pay for you to get on and then off of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I will wait. I like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train a lot, but again, I don't. Depending on what the price is, I'm like, eh, I don't. I don't know if I would pay for it. I think a lot of these individual ride selections are personal preference. You know, it's like, do you really, do you like the ride that much? Are you that excited about it? But if it's like seven it? bucks, 
versus wait 55 minutes. But it's seven bucks yeah. for me. And I would send you times and five. another kid. No, I'm not riding it. And I'll tell the boys uh, they don't have to ride it. It'll just be like you but see, the, the kids and one other all... child will ration the rides. Because like seven bucks. <laughs> We're going to ration bucks, the rides? Yeah. I mean, if you adjust those into Disney World dollars, seven dollars is like a thimble of water. Or instead, instead, we could just get an early start and go do Seven Dwarves Mine Train early. Or do Seven Dwarves Mine Train during a parade or during a fireworks show or at the end of the evening when the line is shorter. Like, Oh, see, here's worth. This here is you where, go with your strategies. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what you have to do. Or you just wait the 45 minutes. I think another important thing for people to know is that Disney always inflates the wait time. So when you look in the app and it says the wait time's an hour, I doubt it's actually an hour. I would Nine love to times figure out, out what the, the buffer is on that. Is it a percentage? Is it a fixed number? I, You'd have to just keep riding it and figure out the actual wait time versus what what's logged in there. When you figure it out. I go to the parks, just me, I time almost all of my my wait times. And nine times out of ten, it's significantly less than what's posted. Now, that's, you know, things happen Um where that isn't always the rights break down or, you know, you know, you hurl and Remy and they have to clean it up. And, you know, so wait times are then a little bit longer. But nine times out of 10, the wait times on the app or posted when you go up to the ride queue are way longer than what they actually are. So if it says an hour, I, I would expect that it's probably 45 or less. Typically. Okay, now that they're selling you That's access. That's the other thing. I think they're inflating it. So when you look at that app and you see it's an You're hour. You're saying the, the, bu- the buffer that's built into that you think has been made more severe. May, may I think it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a thing. I'm not saying I'm certain of it. This is quite it. the conspiracy I theory. I think it's a possibility. I think part of it, and I'm not saying it's all, you know, some evil plan. I think part of it is they want people to walk away feeling happy. Like, wow, I thought it was going to be an hour. It was only 40 minutes. That's great. You know, you walk away feeling really positive about it. When you had planned for an hour and it was only 40 minutes. You know, you know what? So that's a positive experience. If yeah, you, know you planned for an hour and it was 90 minutes, you'd be pissed. That's just the Disney magic. Well, <laughs> yes. We lied to you about the wait time. That's why wow. they do that, though, to make it a, a, a more positive and happy experience. Yeah, I would so rather. I think that's more what it is, but I don't think it's hurting that they have posted wait times on Genie. And right underneath it is like, oh, but hey, if you're interested, Lightning Lane, here's the open time slot. You know, so you can be like, oh, I don't want to wait an hour. There's an open time slot for Genie. You know, if I buy Genie, there's an open time slot in, in 30 minutes. So I think that's, you know, that's not it's not hurting as far as paying the upgrade for Genie Plus or individual right selection. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, so we've talked about when I think it's useful, when it's not useful. Um, you know, doing the parks without paying 100%. And that, at the end of the day, I think that's my goal. And I want to give Genie and Genie Plus a little bit more time, but I want to completely redo my touring plan suggestions because I think it'll change slightly. I don't know that it'll change a ton. Hold on. You want to completely redo your touring plan, so- yeah. touring plan selections yes. because you 
think it'll change slightly? Yes. I think if Genie is successful and Genie Plus is successful, it may change crowd patterns and where people start their days. And so if we're going to come up with a touring plan for people who don't want to pay the money because plenty of people don't want to pay for the upgrade, then we need to rework the best way to navigate the parks without paying. I think you end up paying once you're there. I think that's what Disney's counting on and hoping for. Um, But I want to make sure people have the option to not pay. (laughs) I think if you're looking for the convenience, by all means, by all means, pay for it. Um, But I think there are going to be times if you pay for it that you're going to be like, "Uh, I think I just threw away $15. So um, maybe (laughs) I wouldn't buy it all up front at this point. I'd wait until it's out a little bit longer. There's no risk to waiting, though. There isn't because you can buy it day of. For yeah, the why would same I buy price. it up front if I could buy it day of? I think Unless of- we're assuming that the price will go up. I'm not assuming that. Okay. I'm, I have no reason to believe that at this time that the price will go up. So, yeah, I think, you know, you just wait and <laughs> see, you know, wait till they get some of these bugs worked out of it. But ultimately, my goal is to find ways to tour without paying for it. So, I have a lot I of it. work ahead of me. All right, so what is your thought? I know that you are one who's like, my time is valuable. (laughs) And so you will often pay to not have to do something. So how do you feel about Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane selections? Is this something you would do? Or would you rather, I mean, I suppose I'm the one doing the research, but would you rather not pay for it and just tour the parks on your own? Well, currently, I don't have to make, the way they've structured it, I don't have to think about it until day of. But 100%, I'm, I'm paying for the, the 15 bucks in the park, most likely. Like, as soon as I'm in the park and I can see the real wait times, and it's advantageous to just be able to jump in the queue for a ride I want, I'm just going to immediately buy it right then. Yeah. But I'm not buying it until then. Okay. There is no reason to. But the chances are I'll end up buying it for every day I'm in the park because I just don't want to wait in line. Who, who's like, you know what? I want to wait in line today. It would be really <laughs> great. Hey, you know what? Maybe I could get on an elevator and then it'll just get stuck halfway. Right? Like, who's doing that? Nobody. And $15, it's just too easy to rationalize. And I could just pay it on my phone right then as I'm like baking in the hot sun. Here's the 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 issue though with the paid upgrade for Genie Plus. It's not set up the same way that Fast Pass was. And I know you didn't make the selections with Max Pass, but it's very similar. So when you're picking your rides for Genie Plus, you have to pick whatever is available and whatever the next available window is. So if you have your heart set on a specific ride and you wait too long to grab it, the window to ride that ride might be hours off. You get what I'm saying? So it's not like it's guaranteed. It's not like you have a guaranteed, I can go on any ride and just skip the ride. You have to be on your phone picking wait times and it'll tell you like, well, that's less cool. And that's why I think universal had the right idea. You know, it it is supposed to be a, a luxury resort. That's ultimately what it is. And especially when you look at the pricing, it's undeniable and what they built. All right, they deserve it. Fine. But to then, like, torture us 
<laughs> with all these scenarios where it's like, all right, 60 days before, you got to get up at midnight to, tr- you know, book your yeah, stuff. Yeah. Ugh. It's like the micro planning aspect of it, which I like I enjoy. That's why I, I do this is because I enjoy the planning. But there are times when I'm I'm convinced that Disney is trying to make things as stressful as possible. <laughs> like I really I do this, but I'm also like, why is Genie so confusing? I have had to read and reread and reread again, you know, everything on Genie and Genie Plus to fully understand the differences and how it works and playing with it on my phone. Eh, how complicated and talking could to people. It be? Ask me anything. I figured it out. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. You're the pro. Let's hear it. All right. So I want everybody to email their questions to Kurt mm-hmm. at <laughs> dot com no yeah that's my actual email address too <laughs> oh you're sick i will i will beep out your email address oh uh yeah so the way universal does it is you just it's now it's more expensive but like you pay uh a, a hefty price but you pay and then you can just skip the line there's no like i have to get on my phone and grab a wait time and do this and that like no you just skip the line and because it's expensive not as many people do it Man, so you there really isn't love universal i've I heard you've brought this example because, up many times you're like please because universal figured this system out better than disney did like Whoa. i hate to say it you're a wizard they figured Harry. it out i i expected I something more I'm along these this. lines me either me either. This is this is unbelievable. <laughs> Mindset. Shit. I'm surprised as well. I really am. You're um, like Universal figured it out. They did. <gasps> they did, and that surprised me. Um, I I liked that Disney had a free version when FastPass was a thing, but that's not here anymore. I don't mind that they have a paid version. I mean, I'm not thrilled about it, but but you I know, get it. I get it. I think that Max Pass at Disneyland worked, and I think that they've just were like, all right, we're going to take this system that pretty much everybody likes, but we're going to make it even more complicated and then throw in some additional things at an additional price that make it a little more confusing still. And so that's where I'm like, I think there was a straightforward answer that they just looked right past. Oh, I I believe that's the... The lawsuit from Disney <laughs> has arrived at the door if you want to go sign for that. For all the trash talk? Yeah. I don't think I'm trash talking. I think that this, I would never trash talk. I love Disney. But I think, you know, if we're going to be realistic, I think you have to be, you have to be able to kindly critique. And so I, I yeah, do okay, have whatever. Next issues. week it's going to be the, the double your USO show, as in Universal Studios Orlando. <laughs> well, we are going there in December. Oh, it just I, keeps on building. I might you sit on a I might have to make sure we we get some Disney time in here though so that we can try out some some Genie Genie Plus individual ride selection for <laughs> Lightning Lane cuz that one's just just rolls right off the tongue. All right, I think we've we've beat this this dead horse. Let's get out of here. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to put links in the show notes for Frequently asked questions about Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, individual ride selections, um, some guides on how to set everything up, how everything works. Um, I am I'm going to just continue to update things as we learn more, as bugs are fixed, because I think over the next several weeks we're going to see some changes. These are just my initial thoughts on it. Overall, I think it's positive. I think there are things that maybe don't work so well, but I think there are definitely times when this can be useful for everybody. 
And that is it. All right. Until next week, I will see you guys in the parks.